the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Stand Up For Jesus with your host, Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus. Our focus is to reach out to the lost and witness about the transforming power of Jesus Christ and calling on others to stand up for Christ and His Word, proclaiming that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And now, Standing Up For Jesus, here's Craig Nedro. Welcome to the program. This is Stand Up For Jesus, and my name is Craig Nedro. On the program today, I'm going to do something I like to do from time to time, and I think it's important because this ministry, this program, we try to be always biblically sound, and I try to always teach from the Word, rightly dividing the Word. But I also feel like that part of my ministry that I've been called to is to be able to look at current world situations, current world events, through a biblical lens. And um, I think it's important in the days that we're living in right now with prophecy unfolding before our very own eyes at the rate that it is, uh, the state that the world is in. I think it's really interesting, and I also think it's really important to be able to look at things through uh, a biblical lens, through a what I call as a kingdom perspective. I have a lot of people ask me, about things that are going on, and if I can give them a biblical perspective on things that are going on, and the simple answer to that is yes, I can. And so I like to do this from time to time. We just finished a teaching series uh, several weeks on the power of prayer, the privilege of prayer, and then we did a program about um, the teaching of supplications and how important supplications are to anybody's prayer life. And so... um, and I always try to keep these programs where they're somewhat uh, vanilla as far as if we have to play a rerun, because sometimes we we do have to play reruns for whatever situation. Maybe somebody's on vacation. Maybe I'm on vacation. The producer is, or for whatever reason, from time to time, there will be one of the programs that gets played as a rerun. And so I try to keep it where the programs are not too dated. However, I think even sometimes... Let's say I did this similar situation of what I'm going to do on the program today two years ago, and it was a rerun, and you heard it again two years later. I still think it's interesting and important to to, to listen to it, to go back and hear, okay, this is what was going on in 2021 or 2020, and, 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 and uh, the program was about the events at that particular time. So uh, the program today, we are in the spring of 2023, and um, it, some wild, crazy things going on, some really prophetic and serious events taking place in the world today and in, in America. And so I want to look at some of these things. I want to talk about, uh, I've got five, six things written down. I, I'm, I'm sorry, actually five things written down that I want to talk about from a kingdom perspective. And I think they're somewhat related I think they have to do a lot with the end-time signs uh, that the Bible gives us, that we're living in the very last days 
before the return of Christ. I will give you my perspective, my position on that, because um, in understanding where I stand on those things gives you a little bit of an understanding of where I'm coming from when I teach. So uh, I believe in the rapture of the church. I believe the Bible teaches clearly that at some point Jesus will return here. Uh, All true believers will be removed from this planet. Uh, We will be raptured uh, or uh, uh, caught up, as the Bible says in the New King James Version. It comes from the original language of the word uh, rapturo. Um, And um, I believe that the Bible teaches clearly that at some point Jesus will return. Those of us who are alive and remain at that time will be caught up together with uh, believers who have died in Christ before. We will be caught up together with them. We will meet Jesus in the air, and then that will begin the trigger point for what the Bible refers to as the tribulation period. I believe there will be a seven-year period on earth that will literally be hell on earth. It will be, Jesus said it, these are the, the, it will be the worst time and that there was never been a time like this in the history of mankind or the history of the world, and there never shall be again. It's a seven-year period called the tribulation. And I believe at the end of the seven-year period, Jesus returns with the raptured church to establish his 1,000-year rule, millennial kingdom rule. So I'm pre-trib is the term that everybody uses. So I believe that uh, everything that has to have happened for Jesus to return has happened. I think Jesus could return. His return is imminent. It could reha- it could happen any time. It could happen today, this week, this month, this year, uh, five years from now. No one knows the day or the hour, and I certainly don't. However, the Bible gives us so many signs that we are living in the very last days just before the return of Christ. Again, nobody knows when that day is. However, um, as, as someone who spends a, a considerable amount of time in prayer, seeking the Lord, studying the Word of God, I do believe that we are close. Whatever that means, we are close to the return of Christ. So with that said, I do want to talk about some of the things that I see that are prevalent in our world today. I want to give you uh, some of the, the scriptural background that supports these things, and I want to talk about them on the program today. So let's talk about the state of the world right now. And, and I want to begin this w- with uh, the term that I, or the definition of what I call uh, uh, rebellion. So I believe we're living in a time of open rebellion to God and open rebellion to God's word. Now, I'm 65 years old, and I grew up in a time period in the United States where I think the majority of the people believed that the Bible was God's Word. They trusted that it was God's Word. Uh, They knew that while we may not be perfect, while we're not perfect, and we don't live accordingly, uh, according to God's Word all the time, we we wanted to be. We we tried to be. To the best of our ability, we tried to be obedient to, to what God's Word has to say, And I will tell you a consistent theme throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, but a consistent theme in particular in the Old Testament with the nation of Israel. They were God's chosen people, and God told the nation of Israel over and over and over again, and you can see this in so many places in the Old Testament, where God says to the nation, listen, um, I'm your father in heaven. I have chosen you as a nation of people. 
And as your father, I'm going to ask you to A, trust me, B, to the best of your ability, be obedient to what I'm going to ask you to do. And if you will be obedient in the things I'm asking you to do, and if you will trust me, I will protect you, I will bless you, I will take care of your enemies, I will provide for you, I will do things for you that you have no idea, I will do things for you that you have no concept of what they could be, I will bless you in abundance. And when the nation of Israel as a whole did these things, trusted God, uh, believed in his word, followed him, and to their best of their ability, uh, with a willing spirit, obeyed God's word, things went very well for the nation of Israel. Now, at some point, human nature would kick in, and the nation would begin to um, be disobedient to God. And that disobedience would develop into a rebellious spirit towards God and a rebellion towards God's word, and God would would give them warnings over and over again. He would say, listen, you are straying from what I'm asking you to do. You're straying from my word. You're no longer walking in obedience to what I'm asking you to do, and I'm giving you a warning now. Please confess that you've, that you've strayed from me. Uh, repent of that. Return to me, and I will relent from any disaster that will come upon you. However, if you don't, confess that you've strayed from me. If you don't repent and return to me, I will have to bring judgment. First, I will bring correction. And if that doesn't work, I will bring judgment upon you. Um, That's a consistent theme throughout the entire Old Testament. And that also applies in the New Testament. Over and over again, the Bible says, obey the word of the Lord. The Bible says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And that word fear means a reverential awe, but it also means a godly fear. And the Bible says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. See, God is on the throne, folks. We're not. God is in control of things. We're not. We may think we are, but we are living in a world currently where there is an open rebellion to God there is an open rebellion to God's word. I, I, I want to share a scripture with you. I want to share actually a couple of them in relation to what I'm talking about with this open rebellion. So if you have your Bibles, flip over into the Psalms chapter 9. And if you go to Psalms, and I always read from the New King James Version, if you go to Psalms chapter 9, um, listen to what the Bible says in verse 17. This is Psalms chapter 9, verse 17. It says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. You know, I love the directness of the Bible, folks. And here the Bible says um, to a nation, If you forget God, you will be turned into hell. This is the word of the Lord. And, and, And we can argue with it, we can disagree with it, we can not like it. But you know what? At the end of all things, what my opinion is and what your opinion is don't really matter. At the end of all things, you know what matters? What does God's Word say? What does God say? Because what God says is final. His Word is pure, His Word is righteous, and His Word is final. And so when it says the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God, 
Let me ask you, as America, as an American, as this nation has turned and rebelled from God and his word by laws that we put on the books and the way we live our lives, our opinions and the morale, the, 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 the state, the current status of the morality in, in America, we're in open rebellion to God's word. We're in open rebellion to God. And let me ask you, again, going back to this scenario in the Old Testament with the nation of Israel, when they obeyed God, when they put God first, things went well. And when they rebelled against God, things did not go well. And so does it seem to reason that in America today, the fact that we are in open rebellion to God and his word, how's it going in the country right now? We have problems we don't have answers to. We have violence in our streets that we can't solve. Uh, we, we are in moral decline. We are, our status in the world is in a huge decline. America today is no longer the America that it was 30 or 40 or 50 years ago when we still put God first in this country. And we are seeing the consequences of this. We are seeing the repercussions of this open rebellion to God right now in our country. I'm going to take my first break. Come back. I'm going to continue. We're going to talk about several other subjects and look at them from the Word of God. My name is Craig Nedrow, and this is Stand Up for Jesus. We return to Stand Up for Jesus with Craig Nedrow on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up for Jesus, and I'm Craig Nedrow. And on the program today, I'm doing a something I like to do from time to time, and that is I'm teaching on kind of the state of the world Uh, in particular the state of our country because I live in America, but really the state of the world. And I'm talking about five different subjects. And the first one I'm talking about is rebellion to God's Word and just the rebellious spirit to God in general, a a rebellious spirit in, in this world to everything having to do with God and with His Word. And I was over in uh, Psalms chapter 9, verse 17, where I said, The wicked will be, shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. It's clear. God says, if you forget me as a nation, be prepared, because your nation will be turned into hell. And so I challenge you, the state of America right now, as we rebel and turn from God, how are things going? And the simple answer is things are not going well in our nation. We, there's rebellion. There's lawlessness. We'll talk about some of that here in a little bit. We're more divided than we've ever been as a nation. We don't have answers to the major problems in our country right now. And we are diminished. We are watching before our very own eyes the demise of the greatness of America on the world stage and here at home. Now, if you're in your Bibles, flip over and let's go to the book of Jeremiah. And if you've listened to me very long, you know that I spent an exhaustive amount of time years ago in the book of Jeremiah. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible, and you won't hear that from very many people. You won't hear much teaching from the book of Jeremiah. You won't hear a lot of preaching from the book of Jeremiah, because a lot of Jeremiah uh, is uncomfortable. Uh, Jeremiah was a prophet, and the Lord spoke through the prophet Jeremiah for 23 years, And I told you, mentioned this at the beginning about um, how a consistent theme in the Old Testament, and it's a, 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 a consistent theme all the way through the book of Jeremiah, where God says to the nation of people, why have you turned from me? Turn back to me, repent, confess, repent, and return back to me before you're destroyed. And it's a consistent theme through the book of Jeremiah. I want to start reading in Jeremiah chapter 2. 
And I'm going to start in verse um, 4, and I'm going to read several different verses here. Now, where you see where God's speaking to the nation of Israel, um, it still applies to the nation of Israel, but also being the fact that we are the greatest Christian nation in the history of mankind, I challenge you that it could also apply to us in America as a nation. So in Jeremiah chapter 2, I'm going to begin reading in verse 4. And it says, hear the word of the Lord. You know, that's, that's an important thing not to just pass over. God says, please hear my word. And it says, hear the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob and all the families of the house of Israel. So this was, God was speaking to the nation. Verse 5 says, thus says the Lord. What injustice have your fathers found in me? that they have gone far from me, have followed idols, and have become idolaters. Neither did they say, where is the Lord who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, who led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and pits, through a land of drought and the shadow of death, through a land that no one crossed and where no one dwelt. So he's speaking to a nation that basically he formed. Well, could that not also apply to America? God formed this Christian nation. And the devil has even told people, no, oh, this wasn't formed as a Christian nation. Do your homework, folks. America was formed as a Christian nation. Now listen to what it says here starting in verse 7. The, the Lord is speaking to a nation of people. Tell me if this doesn't sound like America. In verse 7 of chapter 2 of Jeremiah, the Lord says, I brought you into a bountiful country. Mm. to eat its fruit and its goodness. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priest did not say, where is the Lord? In other words, they stopped seeking the Lord. And he says, and those who handle the law did not know me. Wow, that's an amazing statement right there. God says, those who handle the law do not know me. Think about our own nation right now. If our, And I'm not saying that there aren't some Christians in government in Washington, but I will tell you this. If there was the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, by our leaders, our political leaders, and if they really knew the Lord, they would not put laws on the books that go directly and contrary to what God says is right and wrong. And they would not take laws off the books that are in agreement with what God says about what is right and wrong. And yet we as a nation, our political rulers, have strayed so far from what God says is right and wrong. And so here in Jeremiah chapter 2, uh, verse 8 there, it says, The priest did not say, Where is the Lord? And those who handle the law did not know me. Then God continues and he says, The rulers also transgressed against me. Who are the, re- or the rulers? These are the people who really are in power not just political power, but who really run the country, who really are in control of what happens with a nation. Those are called the rulers. And God says, the rulers also transgressed against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. In other words, he's speaking to the spiritual leaders there, and he says those people who are the spiritual leaders in the country, they, they're, they're teaching and talking about things that they really don't even need to be talking and teaching about. They should be teaching and talking about what my word says. Now, in verse 9, God says, Therefore, I will yet bring charges against you, says the Lord, and against your children's 
children, I will bring charges. Mm. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. In verse 11, God continues, and he says, Has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods, but my people have changed their glory for what does not profit? Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Cisterns is another word in the Old Testament for wells. So God says, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and dug for themselves broken wells that can hold no water. In other words, God says, you guys have turned from me, and you put your trust in all sorts of things other than me. And those things can't save you. Those things can't protect you. And then in verse 19, it continues, and God says, your own wickedness will correct you, and your backslidings will rebuke you. Know, therefore, and see that it is an evil and bitter thing that you have forsaken the Lord your God, and the fear of me is not in you, says the Lord God of hosts. To me, this is an astounding set of verses from chapter 2 of Jeremiah that God is calling to a nation and, and saying to a nation, I formed you, I blessed you, I brought you into a great place. Does this not sound like America? And he says, the rulers have, cha- have, have turned from me. Uh, th- those who handle the law don't know me. Uh, the priests have turned from me. Uh, he's talking to a nation of people. And he says, your own wickedness will correct you. Well, uh, let me ask you a simple question. Are we in America today wicked? Think about the moral slide of this nation. And he says, your backslidings will rebuke you. And he says, that you know, therefore, and see that it is an evil and bitter thing that you have forsaken the Lord your God and that the fear of me is not in you. You know, one of the greatest problems in this country today, we've lost the fear of the Lord. Our rulers, our leaders, our spiritual leaders, the nation of people as a whole have lost the reverential awe and the fear of the Lord. This is a sad time in our country's history because of this. And we are seeing the consequences everywhere. Why do we have problems we don't have answers to anymore? Why are our kids in open rebellion to authority? Why do we have lawlessness in so many of our streets? Why are we so divided in so many different areas? Why is the corruption so rampant in, in America today? Because we've turned from God. We've taken God out of the picture. You know, I'm in the process of writing my second book right now, and the title of the book is You Can't Handle the Truth. And um, I will keep you posted. I'm not trying to sell any books because I don't sell my books. I give them away, but I will keep you posted about the status of the my book that my second book that I'm in the process of finishing and in it you will see and you will read and feel my heartbeat that we as a nation of people have turned from God and that's the source of all the problems that we are now having as a nation I'm going to take my second break and come back my name is Craig Nedro and this is stand up for Jesus more of Craig Nedro and stand up for Jesus on Christian Talk Radio The Word, 
100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up for Jesus, and I'm Craig Nedro. On the program today, I'm talking about some different things that, in relation from a biblical perspective about what's going on in the world today. The first subject that I mentioned was rebellion. I now want to move on to the spirit of deception. The spirit of deception is rampant in this world, and it is, a, is rampant in, in our, our country today. And the spirit of deception comes from the devil. Jesus said the devil, Satan, was the father of lies, and there is no truth in him. And in, the Bible talks about that in the last days, the spirit of deception will continue to get worse and worse and worse. I want to share some verses with you um, in Matthew chapter 24. Flip all the way over and go to Matthew chapter 24. And in Matthew chapter 24, this is a very well-known set of verses, but I want to just visit it right now. And in um, Matthew chapter 24, it says in verse 3, Now as he, being Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed. That means pay attention. Jesus said, take heed that no one deceive you. So Jesus, right off the bat, when they asked him about some things about what was going on at that time and signs of the end of the times, end of the age, Jesus said right off the bat, be careful that no one deceives you. Now, Jesus wouldn't have said that unless he knew that people would be deceived. The Bible never says, do not be deceived, unless it, uh, it's trying to make a point that people are being deceived. Pretty simple. Jesus said, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. So now, in the first two verses here I'm reading, Jesus talks about many will be deceived. And then he says in verse 6, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. You know what? Our world right now, folks, there are wars and rumors of wars all over the planet. And you might think, well, Craig, it's always been that way. Hmm? Not to this extent. Do some research. Not We literally have either wars or rumors of wars going on throughout the world today, folks. Jesus said in verse 7 of Matthew 24, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Now, in one of my upcoming programs very soon, I'm going to go back and teach on this entire section of Scripture. I've done it before. It's worthy to take a look at again with the situation we find ourselves in right now in this nation. But notice Jesus says, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. We see this within our own nation. We've got two kingdoms. We've got the kingdom on the left and the kingdom on the right, and they are in battle, in strife, in division against each other. You see it from one nation against another right now all over the world. Nations are choosing sides right now. And because of the weakness of America, we are no longer the shining light on the hill that we once were. Nations are abandoning the American dollar They're abandoning an alliance with America because they don't trust us anymore. They see that we are now weak 
and we are not the nation, great nation that we once were. They see that we are morally and spiritually in decline. We're more concerned about um, different woke things and things that really are, are in open rebellion to God's word. Those are the things we're concerned about as a nation. And nations around the world are moving on from the security of being in alliance with America, and they're looking for new alliances all over the, all over the world. Jesus said, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in, in various places. You might say, well, that's always taking place. Again, look it up. You will find out in your research there is more earthquakes and volcanoes right now than there has been in the last maybe ever. Are we experiencing famine? Are we experiencing pestilences, which is diseases, which is viruses, at an unprecedented level? The simple answer is, of course we are. Jesus said, all these are the beginning of sorrows. And when Jesus said that in verse 8 of Matthew chapter 24, he says, uses the term beginning of sorrows. The, the, the term beginning of sorrows in the original uh, Greek language is birth pains. That's very interesting that Jesus used that. Think about, the, think about birth pains. When a woman goes into labor and begins to have birth pains, what happens? She has a contraction, and then the, the contractions get more and more severe. They get closer and closer together. And then you have the birth, the event. Jesus said, these signs that I'm giving you, these are the beginning of sorrows. These are birth pains. In other words, these, these events, these things I'm talking about, will get worse and worse, more and more severe, closer and closer together. And at some point, th- there will be an event. <clears throat> and this event I'm talking about is the rapture, the return of Christ. Jesus says in verse 9 of Matthew chapter 4, They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Let me ask you a question. Are we now in a place where I never thought we would be in my lifetime where Christians are openly hated all around the world? Simple answer is yes. I never thought we'd see it in America. But is there an open hostility towards Christians in America? Simple answer is yes, there is. This is an amazing time to be alive, folks, to witness what we're witnessing right now. The, the, the words from the Bible are alive and active, and they are jumping off the pages right now. Prophecy is being, unfil- is being fulfilled at an unprecedented level. Jesus continued, and remember, he's talking about the spirit of deception. He says in verse 10, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Well, we see that in our own nation at a, an alarming rate. And then he says, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Now, this is the third time in these first five verses I've read here where Jesus says, take heed that no one deceives you. Then he says, many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ and will deceive many. And now he says, many, will, uh, uh, many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Three times Jesus has mentioned the spirit of deception here. And then I'm going to flip over to verse 24 of Matthew 24. And Jesus says, false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. That's how strong the spirit of deception is. And Jesus says, in the last days, the spirit of deception will continue to increase. It talks about it in other places in the New Testament. That Jesus says, Satan, the father of lies, 
will deceive and lie, and many people will be deceived. And folks, the spirit of deception is rampant in the world, and it's rampant in America today. Where do we go to find truth? It's simple. We go to God's Word. If you hear of something, and you lay it down on God's Word, and it's contrary to God's Word, that should be a red flag. That should be a check in your spirit. When I hear things, whether it be news events, or I hear things that people state and facts and stuff, I go, to, I go to the Bible and I see if it lines up with God's Word. If it doesn't line up with God's Word, mm, I'm, I'm not getting on board. I'm going to take my next break and come back. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. Back to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedro on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up For Jesus. I'm Craig Nedro. I've just been teaching and reading from Matthew chapter 24 some of the things that Jesus talks about in the very last days and, he, and, and, and some of the things that are prevalent in our world today. And I, I mentioned at the beginning of the program that the spirit of rebellion to God's word, rebel, open rebellion to God and what his word says. And then I went on to the spirit of deception that is rampant in our world today and rampant in America today. Now I want to go on, and, and, and these are all kind of related a little bit. You'll see kind of a consistent theme through it. The next one I want to touch on is the subject of lawlessness. Now, as we witness what's happening in America today, the level of lawlessness, the growth and explosion of lawlessness is astounding in our nation today. I know many of you share these feelings with me. As I watch what's happening in cities all over this country, when I, as I watch what's happening at our, at our borders, as I watch what's happening in, the, in our nation, in the world in general, there is an open spirit of lawlessness, it's, and it's continuing to grow. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a wildfire that is out of control. Now, when I talk about lawlessness, obviously I'm talking about lawlessness uh, on, to, to the— to the laws of man. See, we, we were, America was established as a lawful society, as a country of laws. And those laws are put in place for us to be able to live our lives with safety and with confidence and with a certain amount of comfort that we can go about our day in and day out lives without danger coming to us. Well, we see it in city after city after city, and it's continuing to get worse and worse. It's continuing to to expand from the major cities now to some of the smaller cities. Uh, it hasn't really got into the rural areas yet, but in a lot of our major cities, we're literally seeing lawlessness explode, and there are consequences to that lawlessness. I will tell you that I believe other nations around the world are watching America today, and they're seeing the lawlessness in our cities, the lawlessness at our borders, and they've got to be shaking their heads, thinking, what in the world is wrong with America? What has happened to to the United States of America? I will tell you that some of our enemies are watching, and I promise you their thoughts are this. We don't have to attack America. We just need to be patient because America is destroying herself from within. That's a powerful statement, but it's true. We are literally, just literally destroying ourselves from within. 
And we know that we're not doing it. It's the devil. Because we strayed from God's word. His hand of protection has been removed from this nation to a large degree. The And I, I make this analogy sometimes. I say it's as though the enemy, the devil, has ridden in the camp under the cover of night, and he is destroying the camp from within. That's what's happening in America today. And that's the truth of what's happening, and a lot of people don't want to hear it. So back over to Matthew chapter 24. I finished up reading a few minutes ago in uh, verse 11 when Jesus said, Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. In verse 12, listen to this. This is Jesus talking about conditions in the very last days. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Golly, is that does that sound like today's newspaper? Jesus wrote this 2,000 years ago, and Jesus said, because lawlessness will abound, in other words, because lawlessness will grow exponentially, the love of many people will grow cold. Let me ask you, does that describe America today? With the increase in lawlessness, with the explosion of, uh, of the rebellion to man's laws and our laws in America, we see it, I mean, just, just recently we saw it where hundreds and hundreds of youth, uh, teenagers and young people uh, descended on parts of the city of Chicago, destroying buildings, destroying cars, attacking police, attacking uh, tourists. This is crazy what's happening in our world, in our country right now, folks. And it's not just in Chicago. It's not just in New York or Los Angeles or San Francisco. It's happening in Austin, Texas. It's happening in places all over the country. I'm telling you, folks, Jesus said lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow cold. And we are seeing the love of many right now growing cold in America. I want to quickly move on to the next thing, and I want to talk about just in the last few minutes, and then I'm going to, on next week's program, I'll probably talk about a lot more signs that we're seeing right now. But the last one I want to touch on right now is technology. Now, there's a new phenomenon that everybody is hearing about, and it's called AI, artificial intelligence. I'm actually, um, in about four weeks, I'll be preaching at a church in Forney that I preach at often, and I'm actually going to be teaching on the sermon about AI, artificial intelligence, from a biblical perspective. And you might think, Craig, that's kind of odd. You're going to teach, you're going to preach a sermon on artificial intelligence. I am, because I think the Bible has a lot to say about it, and I think it's demonic. The root of it of it is demonic. Uh, the growth and explosion of it is demonic, and the outcome is of the devil. So listen, I'm going to go all the way back. Go back to the book of Daniel. Now, if you were in Jeremiah, hang a right. If you take a left out of the book of Matthew where we just were, but go to the book of Daniel. And when you get to Daniel, I want you to go to chapter 12. And in J- Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, the angel Gabriel is talking to Daniel. Listen to this, and I want to talk about it just for the last few minutes here. The angel Gabriel said to Daniel, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. So Gabriel tells Daniel, close up the the words, the prophecy, until the very time of the end. When he says the time of the end, he means the very end of the age. And he says, many shall run to and fro. That's 
talks about the explosion of travel. And I will tell you, folks, until the airplane was invented, uh, it was impossible to think that you could actually uh, start your day in the United States and end your day in, in Europe. But now we travel more frequently. We travel uh, farther distances than mankind has ever done before. So uh, travel has exploded. But also it says knowledge shall increase. And that word increase means expand exponentially, explode exponentially. And we are seeing an, 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 uh, an explosion of knowledge and an explosion of intelligence right now. And this new phenomenon, AI, artificial intelligence. If you look up uh, in Webster the word artificial, it says man-made. Oh, so now we have this explosion of man-made intelligence. Folks, I'm going to be teaching on this and talking about this in the, in the days to come because artificial intelligence, if you look at it and begin to read about it, one of the first things you're going to hear that people that know a lot about it is uh, it, they say that artificial intelligence could be the demise and the destruction of humanity as a whole. Now, you tell me that's not demonic. I will tell you that the explosion that we are seeing right now in this world, and it's going faster and faster and faster because artificial intelligence, you're basically teaching computers to teach themselves. And here, let me put it in real simple terms. You know what? When we're sleeping, computers are learning. When we're on vacation, the computers are learning. When we're at work, the computers are learning. And very soon, and it may already be to this point, computers are going to have the capability of teaching and learning from themselves to where they have a greater capacity than mankind to learn. Now, do I think they'll be greater than the human mind? I don't think there is anything. But we don't use all of our human mind. We only use a small percentage. Folks, listen to me clearly. Do your homework. Learn about this. Do your research. Artificial intelligence is of the devil. And it's rampant in our world today, and it's only going to increase. I know I talk about a lot of different things on this program. I try to be faithful to the Scriptures. I try to look at things that are going on in our world and in our nation from a biblical perspective. I like to do this. It's part of my ministry. I'll continue to do it in the future, Lord willing. Here's what I would like to tell you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's coming back soon. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. You've been listening to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus. If you would like more information about Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus, visit our website at craignedroministries.org or give us a call at area code 469-688-7615. Be sure to listen next week at this same time as we stand up for Jesus on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.